Talk Reload. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode. This one is going to be an interview with Rema. He's from Lagos, Nigeria. He's 22 years old and they already call him the Prince of Afrobeats and this is why. Baby, calm down, calm down. Yo, this your body, he puts in my heart for lockdown, for lockdown, for lockdown. <laughs> completely honest with you i was so nervous before the interview as an interviewer at least for me there's this pressure to not want to ask dumb questions that my guest has already heard a hundred times before of course they're all professionals and it comes with a job but i just don't want to bore them and on top of this with rema there's this internal pressure of really wanting to connect because he's nigerian and i'm half nigerian but Rema was an absolute sweetheart. He told me why a pool party played a major role in his career, how he handled being a public figure, even though he's an introvert, and where he was when Champagne Puppy Drake reached out to him. Let's get started. Loki deep. Golden abuse with Cassandra. First of all, Rema, thank you for being here. Thank you for talking to me. You're welcome. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um... You know that they call you the Prince of Afrobeats, right? I hear that a lot. You hear that a lot, too? Mm. Do you accept the title? Um, I feel like it's the people's choice, you know, <laughs> to choose their king, their prince. I don't know. I just, I'm just living. I'm just living my life. I'm just doing the best I can. Yeah. I feel like people just came up with it. I never did say that for once. Yeah. They just did. So I feel like on and on, it's just resonating with whatever I'm doing for Afrobeats as well. So... You are proud to have the title? <laughs> You're asking the question in two different ways. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be proud because it was given to you. You didn't like claim it. So um, it's from the people to you. So I would say I'm grateful for it. Okay. Yeah. I would say I'm grateful for it. Yeah. You know, to be trusted with such a title. Yeah. Who would you choose as your queen and as your king? A queen? Uh-huh. Does, does <laughs> <laughs> the queen the queen of Afrobeats and the king of Afrobeats. The queen of Afrobeats. I, I don't know about the queens, though. We have a lot of queens. We have a lot of amazing, talented, you know, women, you know, in the in the genre as well. But, like, I, I can't tell for the people who the queen is or the princess is. You couldn't choose? Um, No. I can only name, like, you know... The ones I listen to, like the ones I, I respect and the ones I, you know, I resonate so with. So then you, who had the most influence on your style, on your musical career or, yeah. Most influence, most influence. I won't say I had most influence, I'll say. Each and every one of my, you know, idols or people I look up to, it's just I just took different different ideas or like took different inspirations from them. And not mostly musically, mm -hmm. you know. Some is just confidence, some is just style, some is just body language, ah, okay. some is just performance, yeah. some is music, yeah. you know. So I, I just it's just little little bits. But even body language, it's so interesting. Yeah. Like who who whose body language was appealing to you? Um, someone's body language was really appealing to me. It was actually Pharrell. Oh, 
Huh. Yeah, I like in the way, way. I like the way Pharrell speaks. Like it's chill. It's just calm. It's just does his thing differently, and he just has his own way of like resonating with each generation, mm-hmm. irrespective. Um, and also knowing how much he has done behind the scenes, songs he has written, songs he has produced, and the type of people he works with. Like you know, working with Daft Punk is don't just happen. You have to resonate with people's sounds in a certain type of way. Wasn't that it was such a huge like Adele type vocalist. He was just a guy who just knows music. Yeah. You know? So I just like the way he carried himself until now. It's it's still very much relevant. Yeah. You know? Um yeah. It sounds like you really studied him. <laughs> <laughs> really like that I like. I want to do that as well. You started writing and also drawing when you were thirteen years old, right? I've been drawing since I was six. Oh, even earlier. Yeah. My brother uh-huh. used to draw, so he taught me how to draw. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you still do it today? Yeah, I, I sketch. I sketch a lot. Uh, I, would say, I, I would say, you know, because I stopped for a while, but every day I try to rehab as much as possible. But most of my artworks, I like to, like, I sketch. I sketch the rough ideas. I put together my references before I bring my homies together to bring it out for me in, in like, a graphic format. Because I'm not good with the iPad and things. Mm. I'm good with like sketching on paper and yeah. like, this is what I want the artwork to look like. Let's bring it to life. And then, bam. Yeah. yeah. Why did you not stick with the drawing, but did stick with music? Um, Because at the time I was getting more ovation for the music and the drawing. I was like, I bet. I think, <laughs> I'll, I think I'll just continue doing this thing. <laughs> when yeah. was the first time you showed some of your art to somebody? And who was the first person? Um, yeah, it was between family. Like, I always used to run to my brother, like, how did I do it? Like, nah, this is not it. And I'll go back and, like, try again, keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. Yeah. But, yeah, it was my brother first before. Even music, it was my brother. I always tell my brother first, and it was like, uh. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get better. You know, my brother was there when I, the first stage i climbed my brother was there he he took me there so like to your first stage mm, my first where was it it was at a, like a pool party <laughs> <laughs> it was like a pool party and yes i was you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> no now i want to know everything about the pool party because <laughs> no it was like a pool party it was very fun yeah. it was very fun i didn't know much at the time so i was just like i just want to perform like so i was there with him I went to the pool party and I climbed the stage and, you know, his friends were throwing money. So it kind of gave me confidence, you know. Yeah. And then I just continued from church. But I feel like the only mistake I made, I took the same rap that I did at the pool party and I took it to church and they were like, no, 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 oh. no, no. We don't do that <laughs> <Tough> here. <crowd> here. <laughs> we don't do that here. So then I started writing gospel uh, raps. Oh, you did. Okay. Mm. When do you feel most inspired to write songs? When do I feel most inspired? Mm. Is it a kind of feeling that you have to feel or is it the environment? Um, I feel like that's one good thing about me, I would say. If I'm not tired, <laughs> I'm always ready to make music. If I'm not tired. So does it happen a lot that you're tired though? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I, I work really hard. Like I spend a lot of time in the studio until I'm tired. Like, even when I travel, like I have my studio set up everywhere with me. Um, but yeah, 
It's only when I'm tired that's when I don't have inspiration. When I'm sad, I can make good music. When I'm depressed, I make amazing music. I, I was depressed when I was when I made Woman also Ginger Me. Yeah, I was going through tough times, but I, just, I still make music. I don't mm-hmm. care. I still make happy music, music to make people happy, even when I'm sad. Yeah, you feel me? So like, doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you sometimes force yourself to? get into uncomfortable situation or like, I don't know, like liking the depression in order to get good songs out of that? Um, when you say liking the depression, it's well, like, like, shit, I have to get depressed. Really, for- <laughs> no, I'm not forcing it, but like not doing something to get out of that mindset. Um except writing songs. I feel like it's one lapse our generation is bound to face. Mm-hmm. Even as young people, you just, I, I don't know. It's it's something that just happens. Because sometimes you're, you're like, nothing wrong is happening in my life, but I just feel down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just feel, you know, we consume a lot of information. We hear a lot of things at a fast pace, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, our views change and sometimes our view like kind of conflict our spirit and sometimes we don't even know what we're doing or we don't know who we are or what mood, you know, or energy we're carrying. So sometimes it's just like, it's just a place of, sometimes just a place of confusion and it could just last for like a week, some like a month, some like, it's just, our generation is just bound to that. You feel me? Um, or sometimes actual like bad stuff happen and it just gets you down. But regardless, I just keep it pushing because I know that it's not gonna last forever. You feel me? So I don't even dwell on it. Yes, I feel it, I recognize it, but just keep pushing, man. Yeah, especially when something beautiful as your songs come out of that. Mm-hmm. It's like like a light at the end of the tunnel. Like it, it's like therapy. Yeah, it's yeah, really therapeutic. Yeah, Do like you therapy. actually feel better after you wrote a song? Um, you know, making music makes me feel better. You know, even my freestyles when I'm, um, you know, my tall freestyles, I just make them. You know, even while being tired or like my throat is stressed because I've been screaming and shouting and jumping, I still want to make music. I'm yeah. like, let's make a tall freestyle, whatever. Still, like no matter what, I just, I just like to create. I just keep it going. Yeah. At one point, you said that you were an extreme introvert. When you were kind of younger, mm. did you grow completely out of it? Um, still kind of in there. I I don't really like to go out. I don't know. <laughs> you don't like to party. I like to party. Yeah. How How about small talk? Do you approach people? Is that easy for you? Yeah. Like yeah, like, I yeah. felt that. <laughs> I, yeah. I can talk. I can yeah. talk to people. I can talk to girls. I can I can talk. Yeah. I, but I, how I, did you get from one extreme to another? Um, I would say I'm I'm still that guy. The only reason I come out is coming out to get paid. It's not like just coming out because I want to come out. Yeah, you know I like to go out when yeah okay I have friends in town that need you know assistance or they want me to show them around. I be there sometimes or I just you know put someone in charge. But I like to be there. For people, mm-hmm. I feel like that's one thing. I, one thing that always draws draws me out of my, you know, my space. Uh-huh. I always like to be there for people. So I just hop out and be like, "Yo, I'm here." You know, in my city, I just drive alone. Like, I don't care. I just hop in my car and it's like, 
I just appear anywhere, you feel me, anywhere <laughs> I'm needed. But if I know that I'm not needed anywhere, I, I don't even want to force it, you know, because I got a big crib, I want to do a party, I do a party in my house, but I want to do anything, anything is possible within my space. Yeah. So why go outside? So <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard the difference between introverts and extroverts is that introverts tend to, if they are with other people, um, energy is sucked out of them. Mm. And with extroverts, they gain energy from other mm -hmm. people. How's it with you? Yeah, same way. There are no. So introvert? Yeah, because like when yeah. I'm out, like I feel like, oh, I'd, I'd be telling that, like, I feel like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, 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 I told you, like, I'm always there for people. The only reason I, I get out of my zone is being there for, for someone yeah and that takes energy that sucks out energy and yeah. you know i always if i get the opportunity just indoor <laughs> just restoring my vibe you feel me are you also the first one to leave a party um yes <laughs> very much yes very much yes okay. like i don't even need to tell you i'm leaving i just leave man <laughs> um even though you wouldn't call yourself a perfectionist i heard somewhere um, you also said that you like to pay attention to the smallest things, even to those things people usually do not pay attention to. What was the last thing you really got obsessed with? Um, last thing I got obsessed with? Like a small detail. My stage? Your stage? Yeah. It's not a small thing. Yeah, but like people, you know, like, Some people just want to, like, perform as long as they have their DJ, their band, and that's cool. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, even if there's a budget for this, how about I take out of my own pocket? I just want a mushroom on stage. <laughs> you bought yourself a mushroom. Yeah, I just, have a, I just want to have a mushroom on stage. <laughs> Why it's, the mushroom? It's random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, it's random. You don't even know where you wanted it, right? Is that what you're saying right now? Yeah. It's <laughs> I just want a mushroom. <laughs> it's random. Um, but is it possible? Yeah, I. <laughs> that was the only question you have. Is it possible? Okay, let's okay, do let's, it. Okay, let's do it. All like, right, okay. You know, that's the energy. You yeah. know, like, yeah, I feel like it's very necessary. I feel like one way, it shows you care. You really care. Yeah. And secondly, it just, it just add a little um, icing on the cake. Like everyone bakes cake, but it's just, it just gives, you know, just gives the cake another flavor that no one has ever, you know, tried. Yeah, you know, is is the mushroom also the your favorite item on stage? Oh no, it's the teddy. The teddy. Yeah, the giant <laughs> teddy. What about the teddy? Um, <laughs> you know, teddy. Teddy is quite tied to my childhood because I didn't really have a lot of friends, you know, back then. You know, when I lost my dad, I lost my brother, so it was quite tough. Most especially when I lost my dad, you know, um, I wasn't really making a lot of friends that period. So I had a teddy, I was talking to, but I grew out of it. Did did the teddy have a name? Um, you know, it's teddy. It's teddy. Okay. I just like I used to talk to it sometimes. My video game when I get tired, I break the part and <laughs> you know I try to invent stuff and <laughs> you know sometimes it works, sometimes shit don't work. It's yeah. Like, yeah, but I just. Do you still have it, the original um, teddy? Oh no no no, I don't. Did your mom toss it? I I don't even know what happened to it, but I grew out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I grew out of it when I, I started growing out of toys. But one thing I never grew out of was cartoons. Uh huh. Yeah. What's your favorite cartoon? Um, cartoon uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
<laughs> is that also what you're watching when you're getting off of stage and like oh, hop like, into your hotel bed and try oh, to calm down? Most times it's just it's just really quiet. I just don't really want it really quiet. Mm. Like Cause it was so much yeah, noise, right? So much noise. I don't want to hear mo any more sound. It's just like silence. And I'm just trying to find some sleep. Yeah. Is it easy to fall asleep after a show? No, not really. Yeah. I'll say for me, it's just beyond shows. I I'm, I I rarely sleep. So, yeah. So yeah. you just stay awake all night? I wait for it to come. Like, I have to get really exhausted before sleep comes. How I can't just, I can't just close my eyes. Yeah. Sleep. What do you do then? I don't know. I just wait for it. <laughs> you like lay there in bed waiting for I sleep to do <laughs> You could, I don't know, work out mm. or take nah. a walk or no, look like just just doing that, just doing the show alone. I just so much yeah. energy, but even after the show, I'm so energetic. I'm like, what would I do with this energy, man? Yeah. So your mind is still awake, but mm. your body is like, don't yeah, move. Exactly. Okay, I get it. Um, so you like to pay attention to small little details, but uh, when it comes to your music. That also transfers to that, right? In mm -hmm. that aspect. Do you ever feel like the song, a song that you made is perfect, like in every single aspect? Or do you have to force yourself to stop cutting and editing and just release it? Um, the, the times when I try... And I try again, and it's it's kind of like the same thing. I'll be like, yeah, live it. I, I feel like it's supposed to be like that. Mm -hmm. I just can't keep trying. Like, it's, it is it is what it is, you know? Um, you, you know, because the truth is a muscle sometimes. Like, it's not even sometimes. Like, the truth is a muscle. The the more you use it, the more you rehearse with it, gets, the better it gets. Um, So whatever I deliver, and I feel like this is where my best can take me. So I'm like, I bet. When I get better, I will do better. I don't care. Mm -hmm. So, but I know that what I hear in my head is what I can, and this is what can be delivered through what I can feel in my spirit. So I just leave it to to what it is, you know. Um, early In the early days, you know, I, I never used to sing. I started singing in 2018. Um, I used to have a perception about singing. But I was like, wait, I just started. Like, why try to perfect it? Just do what I can do. I just leave the rest for God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I take my music very serious. But one thing I like to do is just finish on yeah. the spot. Like, I like to finish. So you don't have the experience to of going back to a song, listening to it, and you're like, oh, that little thing right there is not right. The only thing that I'm very passionate about is mixing. Mm -hmm. Because in 10 years from now, I want my music to sound heavy still strong like in the midst in the midst of the latest mixes uh -huh. you feel me my yeah. old jams when you play you like damn yeah that's still. old school <laughs> yeah I even yeah. this old school is like it's, yeah. it's hidden i'm very passionate about my mixes yeah i mix one song like 10 times or eight times i don't care but it's just <laughs> <laughs> i guess somebody cares <laughs> yeah i just want to make sure it's banging somewhere like yeah. you know <laughs> yeah what would you say is the ratio between talent and work ethic that led you to where you are right now? The ratio. Mm -hmm. Can you, is it like, okay, it's for, I feel like it's for, for me, it's like, I don't know, 70% talent, 30% work ethic. 
and that's why where why I am here right now. That's what led me to this career. Um, or is it 50-50 or is it, I don't know. To be honest, like, I can't even calculate the ratio. I'll just say, I just say there's one thing I'm missing though. It's not even about talent. It's about grace too. Grace, work ethic, faith, mm-hmm. prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest things comes. Like, they're just, they're just, they're just things that are beyond the physical that, you know, there's some ideas I just get on like, How did this even come? Like mm-hmm. sometimes I just make the music and I listen. And I'm like, wow, I really did this. Like it's crazy. You surprised of yourself? Yeah, you feel me. So sometimes it's just beyond me. Like I don't even like to take credit for anything. I just give God all the glory. Cause like sometimes I just wake up. I'm like, wow, wow, I'm big, you know. But I just felt like, you know, there's just something that just led me here. That's beyond, you know talent or work ethic yeah yeah feels like i'm supposed to be here that's you good yeah. oh it feels right mm-hmm. that must be very satisfying mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um there was this german rapper who recently said that with every song he writes he feels like he's giving a little bit of his soul away how do you feel about songwriting Mm. Is that something you could relate to? Most of the time, I don't really write. I just like, I just hear the beat and I just drop my little bits on the beat. And before I know it, the engineer tells me the beat is finished. I'm like, okay, <laughs> bet. let's <laughs> let's start arranging stuff. <laughs> I just buy it to the beat and that's it. Um, But yeah, yeah, I feel, I, I like, The reason why I don't really like writing sometimes is because um, the more raw the feeling comes and I bring bring it out, the more real it is, the more real the emotion is because I can feel it immediately and I put it out immediately as I feel it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Then just writing it and then waiting day one, day two. That that drive, that, that the heat just reduces because you're trying to think. You're now trying to tell your brain... To try and arrange your emotion. No, I just let the emotion just like lead. So like, um, yeah, I'll say I give out a lot of emotion, yeah. raw emotion. Yeah. I won't say my soul. It's my raw emotion. Yeah, my raw feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Do you also feel like you're gaining from putting putting it out? Or could you go without releasing the songs at all? Um... I'm, I have to think about this one. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't really get it. Can you can you rephrase the ah, question? Um, by by releasing a song, the kind of resonance you get from the audience mm. does that give you something in in sense of that's valuable for you and um, like pushing you to release more music, or is it for you just about writing the songs and having them finished as perfect as they are? Um. One thing is that my team can tell about this most. I don't really care about what anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like to, to create. Yeah. I won't even say put out. Mm-hmm. I just like to create. And they'll be like, oh, oh, wow, this is so, you can't just hold this. You have to put this out. Yeah, but like, I don't, I don't really care about what people have to say. I just, when I create, um, I really appreciate my team. 
they let me choose. I choose anything I want to drop, you know. It's not like, it's not super controlled, you know. I know how labels be, mm-hmm. but for me, they they respect my level of creativity. And I'm like, as a, as a 22-year-old, they be like, let him choose. He's doing, he, he, he has literally chose every song that came out, so yeah. let him do his thing. So I'm glad he trusts me. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. it. You really work together with like, top-notch, A-level superstars, you name it. Uh, Drake, Selena Gomez, Offset, I don't know. D- do you sometimes have that moment when you realize um, what what is going on? It's so absurd that this is my life right now. Yeah, I feel surprised. Yeah. Sometimes. Often? Mm. Um, Or did no. you get used to it? Yeah, I kind of got used to it. Mm. Because like someone told me like, Don't be surprised you're here. You're supposed to be here. Like, I was like, okay. So I just have to embrace it, you know. You know, there was times where I was like, oh, shit, like, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I just have to remind myself that, yeah, I worked hard to be here. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of sweat and blood to be here, so. When was the last time somebody contacted you and you were like, why does this person even know my name? Um, <laughs> no, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know. Though. Yeah, I don't really be on social media that much. Um, you know, most of the people I know, yeah, I meet them in real life, or you know, they just they just find a way to contact me or my manager or something. I just pull up to my show and they meet me for the first time. Yeah, I just I just really keep it simple and organic. You know, I don't really like to force things. Yeah, but. I've never felt like, why does this person know my name? Yeah, if they know my name, they're supposed to know my name. <laughs> That's the attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I felt really amazed, you know, when, when Drake when Drake reached out. I felt really... Where were you when that happened? Um, I was in Nigeria, actually. Hmm. Lockdown. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> And one morning, I just woke up. I was like, Is, this has to be a fake account. <laughs> My friends are like, look, it has the blue tick. I was like, nah. It's a bot. It's a bot. Yeah, I was like, okay, use your phone. Check it. Like, we're trying. I was. I hold. I held my my friend's phone like this. I held my phone. I was. I was looking at the two accounts. I'm like, okay, it's, it's the real account. It's the real account. Bet, bet. It's real. What was the first message? Um, <laughs> no, I literally said thank you. You know, because huh. I, I was talking to his uh, producer and I made a song. Um, I dropped a verse, sorry, and he just said thank you, really grateful. Then he just commented me on, you know, on what I'm doing for for the sound for Afrobeat, and yeah. I felt really blessed. And I and I and I wrote a paragraph. <laughs> Where did you write? Just appreciating appreciating him, you know, rem- like just reminiscing back in the day with the Nokia C3 or some my sister's phone used to listen to Drake while washing clothes <laughs> with our hands and stuff like that yeah it's it's huge you know and when i tell my sister like yo <laughs> yeah man <laughs> are you still in contact with him who with drake yeah 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 he's responsive okay i, I really respect him for someone so busy and so yeah. huge you know still sh- you know showing the little homies love yeah. that's good well you're not a little homie you know? <laughs> I'd say. We try. Um, in an interview, you said that you can remember the times that 
you weren't famous and you were trying to uh, get backstage and take photos with artists and you got rejected actually. Mm. And I was wondering who rejected you? I can't say actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't say actually, but yeah. D does that person know your name today? Very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't say. I can't. I can't say. But I, I, I still. Why I can't say also, and why I don't feel it was so much of a bad thing anymore, because I, I know, I know what it's like. Yeah. I know what it's like, and I, and I know. It was a very rough show it was disorganized and i know his security and everyone cared about his safety yeah you know but me as a fan i was like i bet you get a picture yeah but now i understand i actually do understand because sometimes you just sometimes not even you mm -hmm. sometimes you actually want to but your security is already way ahead of you you're like no so you just can't like sometimes it's just tough and sometimes i feel like you know, security just makes you enemies, like, unknowingly. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't, that's not your intention. You really want to take a picture. You really want to show love. But yeah. security is just way ahead of this. So like, eh, eh, eh. That's the job, too. Yeah. You see? Yeah. So, like, we're just trying to balance emotions here. Yeah. So, it's a lot. But at least you feel sorry about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like the way you present yourself and um, talk to people, I feel like you're really aware of your audience and also aware of the kind of role model you are. And I was wondering where you gained that mindset from. How, how, why are you so humble? <laughs> Basically, who humbled to, you? To be honest, Is it upbringing? I don't know if I'm humble. I just, <laughs> I don't know if I am. I just, I just, I just leave people to just like have their judgments. You feel me? Um, the question comes from, I, I saw you saying something to, um, you were talking about sneakers and, and buying stuff and also drip. And you were like, no, I don't want to show that because I don't want to put young people under pressure mm. to having to live up to that as well. Yeah. And that is so cool to say for a person that is like, you're 22 years old, right? Yeah. yeah. It's The thing is, a lot of young people look up to me, whether they're my fans or not. Mm. They, I have something that they want or they dream of. You feel me? Um, I just do my best not to, not to make anyone feel bad about themselves. You know? Mm. Yeah, I feel like everyone has their time, but some people just want to rush it because they see a 22 year old like doing stuff. Um, but sometimes people say, "Tell me not to care," like. Just do you. Everybody has that time. Uh, yeah. But some people just mis misinterpret it and they want their time to be now. So they just do anything for it. But yeah, um, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I just care about, you know, the kids who are really under pressure. I feel like parents do that as well. Yeah. Parents compare a lot. Mm. Parents put a lot of kids under pressure. A lot of kids are in school just studying what they don't want to study. Yeah. You know, because you want to have good paying, the parents want them to have good paying jobs. You feel me? Um, so I don't want anybody to rush their time because of me or try to pressure themselves because of me. I just like to keep it simple, which is one reason why I really enjoy streetwear. Huh. I really don't do the yeah. extra, extra high ends. I really enjoy streetwear. I just look 
jiggy and baggy pants, hoodies, just cover up, simple. Um, I feel like the only thing that's really, really lavish about me maybe my chains or watches. That's it. Okay. Yeah, even cars, houses, I don't post, I don't do none of that. No, you don't. No. I know this. Mm. Well, Rama, I, I took too much of your time away already. Yeah, <laughs> like really nervous outside. Okay. Thank you for talking to me. It was yeah, so yeah. much fun. You're welcome. <laughs> this was fun. Low key deep. Golden abuse with Cassandra.